here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, Well, we'll find a few chief executives at these banks that have collapsed, and we'll use them as media pinatas at the direction of Biden and the Democrats, at the direction of the radical leftists. See, these two banks, one in particular, one in particular was doing the bidding of the Democrat Party and embraced its political agenda, as I will explain in a moment. And the Democrat Party's political agenda is a disaster for capitalism and capitalists, for you. And you can see the impact it has had across the board. In one industry after another. You're pushing climate change. You're destroying industries in the path. And that is a significant problem. That we have right now. And of course Biden takes responsibility for nothing. He's creating economic dislocation. He's creating impoverishment. And the spending goes on and on and on. He now has a $6.8 trillion budget proposal. If you've been with me over the last many years, we've walked through this step by step. I told you inflation would lead to stagflation. And stagflation can lead to a depression. What do banks do? They deal in money. That's all they do. They make determinations. But they deal in money, interest rates, who to give loans to, who not to give loans to. There is no industry more heavily regulated than the banking industry. None. It's the most heavily regulated industry in America. And that's saying something since so many of them are heavily regulated. 
but it is the most heavily regulated industry. And so if an an administration decides that banks or financial institutions of any kind should be giving more and more loans to people who can't afford them, who are unlikely to pay them back or are going to struggle to do so, while these financial institutions, including banks, have to comply. Or if the administration decides that these banks are going to be subsidized and in return of receiving your tax dollars to subsidize them, they are to subsidize their political agenda, like solar power and wind energy and all the rest of it, then the banks need to comply. It's the same with ESG. ESG. Joe Biden wants companies across the board. He wants companies across the board to use the radical left agenda in making determinations on where to put your pension monies and your other investment monies as opposed to the most sound financial decisions they can make in order to safeguard your money and give you a good return on your money. Do you remember the financial and the housing meltdown? Do you remember that? Remember that? That took place? That was Bill Clinton. That was Cuomo, who was Secretary of HUD. And it was the consequence, as they pointed out in Reason magazine, but we talked about it at length at the time, of a combination of easy money and low interest rates engineered by the Federal Reserve, the easy housing engineered by a variety of government agencies and policies, pushed by Barney Frank, pushed by Chris Dott, pushed. It included HUD. It included Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. The Community Reinvestment Act, passed in the 1970s under Carter, then expanded and quote-unquote fortified by Clinton. And it required banks, as they point out, to make loans to people with poor non-existing credit histories. You remember all this, Mr. Producer? The goal was widespread home ownership. That was the national goal. So as Sheldon Richmond points out a reason, 11 years ago, these banks were required to make these loans to these folks. This all led to a home buying frenzy, an explosion of subprime and other non-prime mortgages with banks and GSEs bundled in dubious security, GSE government-sponsored enterprises, and peddled to investors worldwide. And hovering in the background was the knowledge that the federal government would bail out troubled, too-big-to-fail financial corporations, including Fannie and Freddie. And this led to TARP, you'll recall. A massive bailout by the taxpayers of all these financial institutions. Now, what did it take here? When the Fed began to raise interest rates... The bottom fell out. You had easy money. You had low interest rates. 
The bottom fell out. Now, what do we have here? Again, a Democrat administration with a Democrat Congress prior to a few months ago. Massive fiscal irresponsibility. Massive. Trillions of dollars in debt. Throwing money around like confetti. Like confetti. We have a situation where the inspector generals, the inspectors general of the United States estimate $276 billion of fraud, waste, in pandemic relief funds alone. Biggest fraud in a generation, as Breitbart reports. Biggest fraud in a generation. So much money being spent, so much money being printed, so much money being thrown around by the Democrats mostly, but also Republicans. Mitch McConnell and the boys. And now you have to raise interest rates to get inflation under control. And banks are caught short. Because banks have been giving out loans and mortgages at 5%, 4%, 3%. And now they're having to pay more for the money. More for the money on their books than they're getting in return. That simple. And the Fed will continue to raise interest rates to try and control this inflation, to create a recession, to prevent a depression. And yet, doing so may well create more fatal problems for more banks. The regional banks are the canaries in the cave because they're much smaller. Now, Joe Biden today blamed this on Donald Trump. Surprised he didn't blame it on Putin. He blamed it on Donald Trump. He's a liar, Joe Biden. And he continues to promote more massive spending and more massive yearly deficits, more massive interest on the debt, redistribution of wealth, massive tax increases on corporations, Banks are corporations, and this is what happens when you punish the private sector, when he's collapsing the private sector. He's doing the same to the energy industry. He's doing the same to every industry. But his billionaire friends who are heavily leveraged and subsidized to invest in quote-unquote climate change industries and projects. The money's pouring in so fast to these billionaires, these Democrat billionaires. They couldn't be happier because they're not capitalists. They're not entrepreneurs. They're pigs. They're parasites off of you, the taxpayer. And this is what the Democrat Party does. 
And then they conceal it with their propaganda and their lies. They're for the little guy. They're for the little guy. Now stick with me. This is a very important issue that may have a huge effect on your individual lives. I've been talking about this for a long time. It's just a matter of time. I even talked about it last week. A couple of weeks ago, I kept pointing out how people say, well, we keep talking about the problems we're going to have, but they never show up. But now they are showing up. And by the way, I'll be on Hannity tonight at 9.25 p.m. on Fox. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I want to tell you about something to help you protect your retirement. People are worried about the economy because 2022 didn't go very well. For one thing, there's the crazy spending and debt created by Biden and the Democrats. That huge debt affects your savings, especially pensions, IRAs, and 401ks. It's one reason Americans get gold IRAs, to protect their hard-earned savings. Well, here's a company I trust to help you with a gold IRA, Augusta Precious Metals. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you've saved $100,000 or more, save for your IRA or your 401k, sign up for a one-on-one web conference to schedule call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. If you have a financial professional, obviously talk to them before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com and check out the risk disclosures as well. There's an article that's been making the rounds all day, and it's a good article, and I get it. In the New York Times, Silicon Valley bank collapse threatens climate startups. And this underscores what I'm talking about. And people are losing sight of the fact that Joe Biden has created this situation, as have the Democrats, with their absolutely outrageous and unconscionable profligate spending and borrowing and debt creation. And their agenda, they're subsidizing poverty. As the fallout of the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank continued, writes the New York Times, to spread over the weekend, became clear that some of the worst casualties were companies developing solutions for the climate crisis. Listen to their language, by the way, the climate crisis. So it's a fact. The bank, the largest to fail since 2008, now, you've heard of our largest inflation jump since whenever. We're now getting into bad record territory. Worked with more than 1,550 technology firms that are creating solar, hydrogen, and battery storage projects. According to its website, the bank issued them billions in loans. So it was a good Democrat bank. Silicon Valley Bank was in many ways a climate bank, said Kiran Baharaju, chief executive, Arcadia, the largest community solar manager in the country. When you have the majority of the market banking through one institution, there's going to be a lot of collateral damage. And the Biden administration didn't know this, and it's Trump's fault? Community solar projects appear to be especially hard hit. Silicon Valley Bank said that it led or participated in 62% of financing deals to community solar projects which are smaller-scale solar projects than often serve lower-income residential areas. Isn't that what they want, the Democrats? 
So this bank was serving smaller-scale solar projects for lower-income residential areas. I mean, it seems to be intersecting with the meltdown with Clinton's legacy, remember? The devastation comes at a critical moment for a nascent industry that is central to the effort to cut the greenhouse gases dangerously heating the planet. There they go again. The federal government depends on climate tech companies to develop the innovations needed and has promised billions, billions in tax breaks to help them grow and mature. If the flywheel of financing for early stage climate innovation stops during these critical years, that's going to be a big problem, said Daniel Ferger, founder of the Great Circle Capital Advisors, which consults on sustainable finance issues. Doesn't look so sustainable. You know, they say when you mess with Mother Nature, she hits back hard. Well, when you mess with Mother Economics, he hits back hard. The collapse of Silicon Valley Bank threatens to derail what was a fast and growing part of the venture capital sector. More than $28 billion was invested in climate technology startups last year, up sharply from the year before. Climate tech's one of the few bright spots in an overall tech downturn, said to somebody who's a managing partner of something. Well, of course, because all of your tax dollars are being poured into these these companies. I can only imagine all the fraud and waste that's going on and people becoming filthy rich Democrats. In the short term, there are companies that are at risk of not making payroll. They said they are scrambling to provide the liquidity to these companies in the next few days. Peter Reinhardt, the chief executive of Charm Industry, a five-year-old carbon removal company, said he pulled a few millions in deposits from the bank last week. Others were less fortunate. For many companies, it is this uncertainty about the ability to make substantial investments in the next few months that is the greatest concern. You know, the agenda must go on. The ideology of the hard left is funded by you, the capitalists. These damn bastards don't know what the hell they're doing. It's steal taxpayer money, wash it through their banks, do the Democrat Party's bidding into these companies that cannot stand on their own two feet while they destroy our energy grid, while they destroy energy availability, while they drive up energy prices and destroy energy independence. That's the Democrat Party and Joe Biden. I want to tell you about something to help you protect your retirement. People are worried about the economy because 2022 didn't go very well. For one thing, there's the crazy spending and debt created by Biden and the Democrats. That huge debt affects your savings, especially pensions, IRAs, and 401ks. It's one reason Americans get gold IRAs, to protect their hard-earned savings. Well, here's a company I trust to help you with a gold IRA, Augusta Precious Metals. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you've saved $100,000 or more, save for your IRA or your 401k, sign up for a one-on-one web conference to schedule call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. If you have a financial professional, obviously talk to them before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com and check out the risk disclosures as well. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. 
Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, this fool in the White House blames Trump and everybody else. We had a border that was as secure as ever had been, and he destroyed it. We had inflation as low as it had ever been, and he destroyed it. We were energy independent, and he destroyed it. And you can go down an entire list. An entire list of things that affect your lives. That this man and his party, the Democrat Party, have destroyed. Because they don't believe in America. They don't believe in capitalism. They don't believe in individualism and family and faith. They believe in centralized big government and to use whatever authorities that they can grab, that they can seize to empower themselves. Nationalizing massive amounts of land and then saying you can't use it for drilling. The state of Alaska. They've nationalized so much of Alaska, it's barely a state. It's an appendage of Washington, D.C. Same with Wyoming. Same with Nevada. Same with Montana. It's amazing. By the way, footnote. My beautiful wife, Julie, is running the Jerusalem Marathon. In a couple of days, uh, I had to stay back because of my responsibilities here, and we have two brand new dogs, but this was set up a long time ago, and I was going to go, but I can't, obviously. And uh, just to show you how technology works, it's amazing. So she's listening to me in Jerusalem as I'm speaking here. Isn't that amazing, Mr. Producer? He really is cool. And these two dogs that we rescued are magnificent. They're already best friends. Even though one's tiny and one's much bigger. Not big, but bigger. And I have built effectively a uh, Fort Knox in the kitchen. With chairs, with dog gates, big dog gates. And boxes and everything else. And I have to keep making it wider and wider. Because Ronnie, the bigger guy, keeps figuring out how to break out. I don't know how the hell he does it. And then the little one trots right behind him. And they're not completely house trained, so I am exhausted. My buddy Mike is helping out. I uh, Doing some of the walking, I do the rest of it. But it really, I, I don't know how they're doing it. Uh, but, uh, so the house training is going to take a little while. So I've built this fort not, and they just keep escaping. I don't know. I've got to figure this out somehow. I thought I did, but they're outsmarting us. It's the most damn thing I've ever seen. All right. Back to ugly and stupid, AKA Biden. Here he is at the white house today. Cut one, go. Today, thanks to the quick action of my administration over the past few days, Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. What in the world does that mean? You know what he did? The FDIC has a cap of $250,000 for any single depositor. 
After that, you're on your own. You know what he did? He waved the cap. Now, who's on the hook for this? He's going to tell you you are not. Folks, you're on the hook for everything. You're on the hook for the student loans. You're on the hook for, the wel- for welfare. You're on the hook for illegal aliens. And you're on the hook for this. You're on the hook for all of it. And you have no say about any of it. Have you noticed? Here I go. You know, have you ever wondered, you've heard the phrase Marxist-Leninism. Have you heard that phrase, Mr. Producer? People never really dig into it. Well, what is Leninism? Stick with me, folks. I know what I'm doing. What is Leninism? How is it different from Marxism? Well, without spending the entire show on this, although I love doing that sort of thing, because it's important. Marx, Trotsky was closer to Marx, actually. You know, the proletariat will rise up. That is, the working people overthrow the government. Could be violent, likely violent period of time. There'll be despotism. And then eventually the uh, the government withers away because everybody, you know, it's a communal where everybody's pulling their own weight. You know, that's thumbnail sketch, trust me. But that said, Lenin said no. You see, the Russian Revolution wasn't a bunch of Cossacks and um, and farmers rising up. Lenin was sort of a philosopher, but he was also revolutionary, obviously. And he said, no, what's going to be required here is an iron fist. One party rule that imposes this sort of utopian, I'll call it, equity on a society. And if people don't adhere to it, they're undermining it, and therefore they must be disposed of in one form or another. And so the Communist Party, and then of course Lenin gets sick and he dies, Trotsky takes off because Stalin wants to kill him, eventually does in 1940. Uh, He winds up uh, being hung on a meat hook. Nice guys. But anyway, so Stalin takes Leninism and sort of uh, molds it to Stalinism. But the brutality is obvious. It, it, uh, it, it explains and justifies every mass genocide, anything they do for the good of the people. Now, obviously, we're not facing that, but the broader understanding of Leninism as opposed to, say, pure Marxism or pure... American Marxism, uh, is the centralized iron fist. Maoism is very similar to Leninism. The central party, the central power, and these decisions have to be centralized in order to impose them. And Lenin believed that the people will not come to economic socialism on their own. They're too dug in on their own property rights and so forth. So you have to legislate it. It's not going to come naturally. So the party must impose it, must legislate it. 
must legislate economic socialism and must legislate excuse me, and must use a police state to enforce it. So here in the United States, we have the constant effort to centralize by the Democrats. This growing police state, if you will, monitoring you, interfering with free speech, constantly attacking the Bill of Rights, if you don't agree with them, if you're in the wrong party, if you're in the wrong viewpoint, whether it is pro-life or parents' rights, or you just disagree with a Fauci or whatever, you get the scarlet letter, almost like the social credit stuff in communist China. But this has kind of been adapted to the United States system, not as aggressive, obviously, but one degree or another. Where Biden says his administration has taken care of the banking system. No, it hasn't. Or more. Bernie Sanders. We need to nationalize our health care system. For the people, of course. And, and, and when they do these things, the people have no say. You have no say. And if you disagree and you're outspoken, you're going to be punished in one form or another. And that's what's going on. That's what wokeism means. Wokeism is a very passive word or term for something that's very vicious and diabolical. Vicious and diabolical. It's a war on free speech. It's a war on competition of ideas. It's a war on liberty. Liberty. It's a war on thought. It's a war on communication. Because any centralized autocracy requires conformity. That's the whole reason it's centralized and it's an autocracy. Conformity. And you can see this more and more and more with Biden. What Biden's doing is he continues to centralize power through executive orders, through this idea of climate change. When I look at the border situation, you know, you're not allowed to say, oh, it's replacement theory. It must be replacement theory. When, in fact, Chuck Schubert basically called it just that. I think it's much more specific. And that's why the Democrats and the media don't talk about it. Biden knows. I'm getting to the point that if you can flip Texas and make it blue, it's over. There is simply no avenue for the Republicans to ever win the White House. All you have to do is flip Texas. Then it's over. You have California, Texas, New York. Doesn't matter how red Florida becomes. Doesn't matter if Pennsylvania is a purple state or a reddish state. It's over. When Reagan won the presidency, he won all three of those states. But for Republicans, George H.W. Bush, he won Texas and California. They flipped California through immigration, illegal immigration. They flipped it. 
And they're trying the same thing with Texas. But Texas has resisted. Their government has resisted. The people have resisted. And so it's just let the border open and let people flow in. And whatever happens, happens in terms of crime and drugs and whatever. The power is flip Texas. You don't even need Georgia and Virginia. Just flip Texas. That's what's going on. You might say, oh, dumb Mark. No, no, dumb Mark. Nobody's told you this. Of course they want to flip Texas. But they say replacement. No, all they need is Texas. In Texas, the victory levels for Republicans are getting tighter, tighter, and tighter. So whether it's Leninism or Marcuse or Gramsci or pure Marxism or whatever it is, the form of Marxism, it's about power. So they can come in and say 16 million million acres of federal land which they seized from Alaska 16 I want you to think of that number 16 million acres cannot be used to explore for energy period gone it's much harder to undo that once a president puts it in place did somebody vote on that nobody voted on that Nobody voted on that. And in exchange, they'll get, you know, two out of three leases when they were supposed to get five. Conoco was supposed to get five leases to drill. He cut it, I think, down to three. And you be happy with that. You go along, so forth and so on. But what that means is 10 years, 20 years, 30 years in the future, your children and grandchildren are not going to have access to this. The banking system, as I said, these regional banks, they're the canary in the coal mine. This is a consequence of 24 months of a Democrat administration and a Democrat Congress supported by Republicans in many respects. The McConnellites and what they've done to the currency, how they've created inflation, the Fed assisted them. Now the Fed has reversed course. The Fed's trying to clamp it down, trying to push us into a recession. People are going to lose their jobs. Interest rates are going up and up. And these banks that loaned money, as, as, as you would expect, at 3 4 5 6% are now going to be paying more than that on the money that they loan, and they're not going to be able to do it. And they're being told to focus on ESG, solar panels and wind industry because that's what the administration is demanding and that's in part why they're subsidizing banks this is a man-made economic disaster and it's not over I'll be right back Lovin.
I want to tell you about something to help you protect your retirement. People are worried about the economy because 2022 didn't go very well. For one thing, there's the crazy spending and debt created by Biden and the Democrats. That huge debt affects your savings, especially pensions, IRAs, and 401ks. It's one reason Americans get gold IRAs, to protect their hard-earned savings. Well, here's a company I trust to help you with a gold IRA, Augusta Precious Metals. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you've saved $100,000 or more, save for your IRA or your 401k, sign up for a one-on-one web conference to schedule call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. If you have a financial professional, obviously talk to them before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com and check out the risk disclosures as well. So Biden says we need more regulations. We need regulations on Biden. And we need regulations on the Democrats. It's not about more regulations. It's about the regulations that they're using to force industries to bow to their political and ideological demands. That's what's happening. You're the smartest audience of all audiences, quite frankly, or you wouldn't be here. And you're here, the second biggest radio show in America, with 14.5 million listeners. And I'm telling you that the effort now, the propaganda marketing is underway to divert attention from the Democrats, from McConnell and the Congress, what they did, and from the Biden administration. This bank in the Silicon Valley... This regional bank was doing exactly what the Biden administration demanded of it. It was giving out loans, left and right, subsidized by we the taxpayers, to more than 1,550 technology firms that are creating solar, hydrogen, battery storage projects, which cannot be sustainable on their own. And they've driven up interest rates, have the Democrats and Biden. And so you have this squeeze now taking place. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number... 877-381-3811. Hello. 877-381-3811. I'll be on Hannity at 925 tonight, Eastern Time, earlier than usual, I guess. 925. So the way I see this, uh, really two things have caused this situation, especially with the first bank and maybe future banks. 
these regional banks being the smaller banks. And that is, number one, inflation, which was caused by the Biden administration and the historically massive debt creation. And number two, their ideological agenda, which is not sustainable. Because you cannot build a first-class economy, prosperity, growth, on wind and solar. Maybe one day, but this is not the day. And so now we'll take out the, the executives of these banks who, are not, who, who may have done hanky-panky, and they should be investigated. Don't get me wrong, but I noticed that Republicans and Democrats alike, conservatives and liberals alike, they just figure they'll hang one of these guys in public, and, that, and that'll distract you enough. Don't let that happen whether they hang these guys in public or not. This entire thing didn't have to happen. It didn't have to happen. Massive inflation didn't have to happen. We didn't have it until the Democrats took over. All this spending was unnecessary. Absolutely unnecessary, but they did it anyway. There are literally several hundreds of billions of dollars that are unaccounted for on the books and several hundred billions of dollars they know are gone through waste and fraud that's the federal government nobody goes to jail for that nobody's investigated for that just another year we move on to the next budget I detest Joe Biden for many many reasons over the years what he did to Bob Bork and other people But I detest what he's doing to my country. I detest what he's doing to families in this country. I detest what he's doing to our children and grandchildren in the future. Let's listen to some more. Cut to go, please. All customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured. I want to rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. That includes small businesses across the country that bank there and need to make payroll, pay their bills, and stay open for business. No losses will be, and I'm, this is an important point, no losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? You're going to just print more money? Well, it affects every damn one of us. If we haven't learned that by now, we're very slow learners here. And by the way, this isn't the time for class warfare. This has nothing to do with class warfare. It has everything to do with big government, radical left-wing Democrats, trying to force banks to do what banks shouldn't be doing, trying to create an industry where an industry does not yet exist, punishing consumers and customers like you, and me. That's what this is about. Go ahead. Let me repeat that. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Instead, the money will come from the fees that banks pay into the deposit insurance fund. Because of the actions of that 
Because of the actions that our regulators what, what, already... Whoa, 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 the fees. The banks are a pass-through, ladies and gentlemen. They take a little off the top. That's how you have to look at it. The banks handle money. And as I said earlier, they're the most regulated industry in the country. So if the banks are going to now have to pay the federal government more money, then it comes out of your right pocket and goes out of your left pocket. You're paying both ends. You're paying the taxes for the feds, and you're going to pay the higher fees. Don't worry. So you're not taxed directly. So what? You're taxed. Go ahead. Every American should feel confident that their deposits will be there if and when they need them. Second, the management of these banks will be fired. If the bank is taken over by... But what about you, you schmuck? What about you? That created this inflation. That drove up these interest rates. That are subsidizing banks, and not just banks. All kinds of financial institutions, all kinds of industries. Punishing the ones that don't, that don't embrace your ideology. Subsidizing the ones that do. This bank was following Democrat dogma. And again, we have this in the New York Times. The bank, the largest to fail since 2008, worked with more than 1,550 technology companies that are creating solar, hydrogen, and battery storage projects. According to its website, the bank issued them billions in loans. Well, what about that? Not a word from Joe Biden. It's Trump, and we're going to get Trump. We got our Democrat hack in Manhattan working on it, a Democrat hack in Atlanta, a Democrat hack in Washington. Oh, yes. Investigations galore. We'll blame him for everything. Cut three, go. Investors in the banks will not be protected. They knowingly took a risk, and when the risk didn't pay off, investors lose their money. That's how capitalism works. They shouldn't be protected. But let's be clear about something. They're still trying to sell, even the feds now, this bank and its assets to investors, Mr. Producer. Are you aware of that? So if you're an investor and you're listening to this, you think you're going to buy? See, the class warfare stuff really is not acceptable to me. We have a federal deposit insurance system in place since the New Deal. Used to be $50,000, then they raised it to one hundred, then $150,000. Now it's a quarter of a million. What Biden just announced, without any legislative support or legislation of any kind, is that there will be no cap. No cap. So if you had a million dollars in the bank, you're going to get a million dollars. But don't worry, taxpayers, you're not on the hook for it. This magical somebody or something else is on the hook for it. All the other banks are on the hook for it, which means you're on the hook for it, obviously. So, he does that, which is a disaster. 
because it creates the wrong incentives. Plus, there's not enough money for this. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But if you've invested in the bank, you can go to hell. What are you talking about? If you're a shareholder in the bank. And by the way, investors could be you. Do you know? Do you know if your 401k or IRA is investing in banks? In a mutual fund that invests in banks? It's possible, you know. Well, you can go to hell. You don't matter. It's really quite remarkable. And then there's this. Cut four, go. We must reduce the risk of this happening again. During the Obama-Biden administration, we put in place tough requirements on banks like Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, including the Dodd-Frank law to make sure that the crisis we saw in 2008 would not happen again. Unfortunately, the last administration rolled back some of these requirements. I'm going to ask Congress and the banking regulators to strengthen the rules for banks to make it less likely this kind of bank failure would happen again and to protect American jobs and small businesses. What an a-hole. Why, why, why do we need this guy in the Oval Office? Seriously. What new regulation would you like, Joe? Which, which one would do it? Can anybody come up with one? Of course not. This bank, you can't regulate a bank over inflation. What are they supposed to do? Any bank or any financial institution or any human being. Then you push this radical Marxist agenda to eliminate fossil fuels and solar energy like he's some kind of hippie. Solar and wind. Yeah, solar and wind. And that's how we'll get the country moving. That's where we'll get our energy from. Oh, yes, solar and wind. You're irrational, Joe. No. No, I'm not irrational. This is the future. There's no industries for this. So we have to create them. There's no demand for this. So we have to create it. We're going to subsidize and we're going to move money around and we're going to regulate to put oil companies out of business. Yes. You know, our technology, ladies and gentlemen, private sector came up with fracking. The cleanest method in the history of mankind to extract natural gas. And we just destroyed it. Because Joe decided after all his years in Washington, he never talked about climate change before until it became faddish. And now, you see, and even the New York Times article, the climate crisis. Oh yes, there's a climate crisis going on. No, it's a Democrat Party crisis that is destroying our country. So it's Trump's fault, just like that railroad accident. Oh, that's Trump's fault. He deregulated. And the Washington Post looked at it and said, no, 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 nothing Trump did had anything to do with it. Oh, but the facts don't catch up. And now there's a bank failure, a bank that's doing exactly what the Democrats want. Oh, it's Trump's fault for deregulating. Deregulating what? What did he deregulate? 
which deregulate which regulation that he deregulate that causes well catch me if you can no wonder he doesn't take questions he shuffles off spews out his his spittle with his stupid comments mr economic illiterate more spending will cure inflation and he got his wish you know what he didn't even get his wish that bill they passed was three and a half trillion dollars. Remember how much you wanted to spend? Six trillion. There'd be another two and a half trillion dollars floating around in this country. Two and a half trillion. Hundreds of billions going unspent. Hundreds of billions in waste and fraud. There would have been another two and a half trillion. Rejiggering America. Re-engineering human beings. Telling us what we can and cannot do. And he pushed it. He said, yes, more spending will... Help us fight inflation. That's like that Supreme Court nominee, Jackson. Not being able to define a woman. You know, I'm not a biologist. No, and you shouldn't be a justice either. Maybe you should go back to third grade and learn about biology. Then you can tell us what the International Woman's Day was. Or the year of the woman. Or the month of the woman. How can Justice Jackson even celebrate it? She still doesn't know what a woman is. Even though she's the first African-American woman on the court, she doesn't know exactly what that means. Because, as she said, she's not a biologist. The insanity of this administration, the insanity of the left, the lies... It just never ends. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Did you know Pure Talk saves the average family over $900 a year when you switch from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile? That's right. Save $900 a year on your wireless bill and still enjoy ultra-fast 5G service. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. And Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their service, they're backing it up with a 100% money-back guarantee. So instead of paying a fortune to woke corporations like Verizon, and AT&T or T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company, and then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team that will make your switch easy, supporting a company that is veteran-owned and shares your values and that has you covered with a money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N podcast, Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ah, yes. Now you know why the framers of the Constitution wanted a limited government. Now you know why they insisted on sound money. Now you know why they believed in private property rights. These men were quite brilliant, weren't they? The more centralized the government gets, have you noticed the bigger our problems become? Oh, they'll hand out goodies, of course. They'll hand out goodies, and then they'll say, wow, see, if it wasn't for the government, you wouldn't get these goodies. Let me tell you something. 
They took your social security money, you seniors, and they spent it on other people. They took your Medicare money, and they spent it on other programs. But Mark, I'm still getting a social security check. I'm still getting Medicare. You know, I, I explained this. It's like what's happened to these two banks in the past 48 hours. Things don't happen right away. It's a big country. It's a big economy. But they do happen. And they have happened. We're at $31.6 trillion now on the on-budget debt. $250 trillion. Trillion on the off-budget debt. The Biden proposed budget will increase the $31.6 trillion debt in 10 years to $51 trillion. That is a bigger debt than we had when we were fighting World War II as a percentage of the GDP. Why are we doing this? Are the people demanding this? No. Remember what I told you about Lenin? Are the people demanding this? No, they're not. But hey, if I can get a handout, I can get something good. You know, shows that government works, and so. But it doesn't work. You know, Mussolini used to say, "You can get the trains to run on time." We can't even get that done. We can't even get the trains and the planes to run on time. All of a sudden, something called a supply chain that nobody ever heard of before isn't working. All of a sudden, we won't secure the border. When did that happen? All of a sudden, banks are failing. Uh, but don't worry. What do you mean, don't worry? I'm worried. Two, three percent inflation. Now, all of a sudden, people can't afford steak. If they can get it. Empty shelves in the grocery store? Baby formula. I, I always look at the, that area. It's still not stocked fully. I don't go to the tampon area. That's where the, you know, the guys who are perverts go. I don't go there to see how that industry is going. That's up to, you know, you ladies can check that out. I'll be right back. Did you know Pure Talk saves the average family over $900 a year when you switch from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile? That's right. Save $900 a year on your wireless bill and still enjoy ultra-fast 5G service. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. And Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their service, they're backing it up with a 100% money-back guarantee. So instead of paying a fortune to woke corporations like Verizon, and AT&T or T-Mobile every month. Cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company. And then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team that will make your switch easy, supporting a company that is veteran-owned and shares your values and that has you covered with a money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N podcast, Levin podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is the Octagon of Talk Radio, the Mike Levin Show. 
Call him now at 877-381-3811. Well, the Democrats are very, very concerned about the economy. You know how I know that, Mr. Producer in America? Well, they reintroduced a radical woman's health protection act. You don't say. Sounds like another radical abortion bill. Because they always talk about women's health, never the baby's health, because the baby's killed. What are they going to do? Call the bill the Women Kill Baby Act? No. Senate Democrats introduced, this is Breitbart, Catherine Hamilton, the Women's Health Protection Act, a radical piece of legislation which would usurp states' ability to pass strong pro-life laws and would allow abortion through all nine months of pregnancy. And why not? Right up to the end. You know, when that massive needle stuck into the soft top part of the baby's brain and the brain is sucked out. Know that. And often the baby loses limbs during the process. Sure it didn't hurt. The hell. It's not a human being, is it? Democrats who support the bill, which previously passed the once Democrat-controlled House but failed in the Senate, claim it would codify the supposed constitutional right to abortion granted under the Supreme Court's now-defunct 1973 Roe v. Wade decision. Now, here's the deal. Listen, please. Even under Roe v. Wade, abortion for the entire nine months was not constitutionalized. They had trimester one, trimester two, trimester three. Trimester one, the states could not effectively, essentially control. Trimester two, they could under certain circumstances. Trimester three, they could altogether. Altogether. So this isn't a reinstituting of or codifying Roe versus Wade. This is codifying something far beyond that. Far beyond that. And um, that's what they wanted to do. Now, I love the way they also say that they are defending women's rights. Well, does every single woman in America support this? Of course not. So they're not defending women's rights. Women's, plural. With no exception? No. And, and here's the other thing. Those of us who oppose abortion are defending every baby's right. In this, there's no question. Is there, Mr. Producer? Because that's the target of the abortion. It's just interesting to me how this has deteriorated, that the debate isn't even an honest debate anymore. But all that aside, all that aside, here we have an economy that is unraveling. Joe Biden was thrilled the other day when we had 331,000 new jobs created or whatever it was. 
You know how many that is? It's about 6,000 new jobs per state. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? Isn't that unbelievable? Wow! I remember when Reagan was president, and he put his tax cuts in place, and all the, we were creating millions and millions and millions of jobs. Wow, we created 6,000 on average per state. For the whole country, this is basically six football stadiums filled with people. That's nothing. That's nothing. But it's better than expectations, so it's massive. Oh, my God. The Biden economy's taken off. Never seen anything like it. Uh, yes, we have, and it's quite frightening. Barney Frank sat on the board for a signature bank, the second bank to collapse. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? They keep talking about Frank Dodd. If we only strengthen Frank Dodd, this has nothing to do with strengthening regulations. Inflation and the Biden agenda. That's what costs these banks. The first bank for sure, the Silicon Valley Bank, that's what costs that bank. Those are the two things. And there's Barney Frank sitting on... You know, Barney Frank is a leftist. And there he is, sitting on the board of the second bank. This is what I'm talking about. These two Democrat banks, essentially. Democrat banks. They were really happy... I think somebody today called it an ATM machine. Do we have that? I believe we do. Somewhere here I saw it. Somebody, here it is. Uh, Maria Teresa Kumar, President Voto Latino. She's a liberal. She's on Meet the Depressed. Chuck Todd. It's got the IQ and the negatives. And a barber who should be paying him for the right to do that to his head, I think. Maria Teresa Kuma, President Voto Latino, who's a liberal. Chuck Todd, who's a leftist. Cut nine, go. You were just saying you were surprised you haven't seen Power. Power yelling out more forcefully already. Jay well, Powell, the Federal Reserve Chair. If you actually you look at which bank this is, this is the Silicon Valley Bank. This is a startup bank. This is also oftentimes the Democratic ATM bank of all those investors. And so the fact that you don't have these individuals, the investors that invest in the yeah. people. So the fact that you don't have someone actually talking from the administration and being so forceful, I do think that we're, what we're going to see are Republicans saying, oh, you shouldn't bail this one out. Mm. And it's going to be, I think, very much on, along political lines. Everything's political, have you noticed? How about if it's just common sense? You can't keep bailing out banks. And you shouldn't go above $250,000 on a deposit. You know, folks, there's a lot of banks out there. So let's say, Mr. Producer, you have $1.5 million. Just for argument's sake. So you put $250,000 in six different banks, right? Then you're protected. It's per bank. No, 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 I'm going to put it all in this one bank because they think Biden or when somebody's going to just pay it all out all the time. It's unbelievable. And yet, Jen Psaki comes to Biden's defense and she doesn't realize 
because she's kind of a moron too, quite frankly, and she doesn't realize, well, she's making a fool of him and her. Cut seven, go. Now, it's important to note, President Biden does nothing at 9 a.m. He is a night owl. So the fact that he is doing this at 9 a.m. anyway speaks to how uh, vital the White House recognizes it is for him to have his voice out there conveying that to the American public. Joe Biden doesn't do anything at 9 a.m., Mr. Producer? A man of his age, by then he's been to the restroom at least five times, don't you think? Ah, uh, but that said, he doesn't do anything till 9 a.m. because he's a night owl. What's he doing at night? Roaming around the halls of the White House, unattended? He's a night owl. I don't think he's a night owl. I think he's a three to four hour a day guy. That's it. He is a... I don't, I don't know what he is, but he's not a night owl. He's a moron who goes to sleep early and, and wakes up late. And this is understandable given his age and all the rest, his frailty, his, his situation. But he's not a night owl. Not unless he's, you know, walking in his sleep or something. But he always looks like he's walking in his sleep to me. But that's just me. If you own a small business... I recommend you pay attention to what I'm going to say. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Did you know Pure Talk saves the average family over $900 a year when you switch from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile? That's right. Save $900 a year on your wireless bill and still enjoy ultra-fast 5G service. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. And Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their service, they're backing it up with a 100% money-back guarantee. So instead of paying a fortune to woke corporations like Verizon, and AT&T or T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company, and then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team that will make your switch easy, supporting a company that is veteran-owned and shares your values and that has you covered with a money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N podcast, Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So the uh, budget, $6.8 trillion. We, with the feds, we have only demand, no supply. I mean, they tax you, of course. That's not my point. Economics is supply and demand. That's supposed to keep things in check. But for the feds, it's all demand, and then they figure out how to get the money, tax or borrow, and both. John Kennedy was on Fox News, and I can't get him. I wish I could. I like the guy. I'd love him to come on my show, but he's always flying back to Louisiana, from what I understand. But he has an idea on what to do with Biden's budget. Hat tip, post-millennial, cut 10, go. The president's budget took my breath away. Um, His numbers are extraordinary. We're going to run out of digits here. 
It's a $6.9 trillion budget, $4.7 trillion in new taxes that will affect everyone over 10 years, $18 trillion in new debt, a cut to defense. The president says that his budget will solve our financial problems in Medicare and Social Security. That's not true. Uh, anything seems possible when you don't know what you're talking about. The Wall Street Journal just reported that the president's budget will, will add eight, 11, rather $11 trillion in a financial shortfall to Social Security and Medicare. Uh, the only way I know how to improve the president's budget is with a shredder. Beautiful. Absolutely right. But then you have Shalanda Young. Who is she? Shalanda Young? You don't know who Shalanda Young is? She's the director of the Office of Management and Budget. She oversees the finances for the entire government. And she was on CNN and she had some real profound words. Cut 11, go. Do you agree with anything that they've put forward from the House Freedom Caucus? Well, one, thank them for putting a plan out. The president has said we all owe the American people what we value. He's put his proposal out. He values working families in this country. Uh, no, he doesn't. He... he doesn't value working families in this country. That's all bull crap. He's destroying working families in this country. He's destroying the nuclear family. He's destroying the ability of families to earn a, a living. He's destroying the ability of families to even take a short vacation or to fund their pensions. This stuff about Democrats and working families has to be challenged and unraveled. That's not true. It's simply not true. He does not support working families. He supports out-of-work families by redistributing wealth. Working families, he punishes. Go ahead. And the wealthy should pay their fair share. The freedom caucus. The wealthy should pay their fair share. When will this ever end? The wealthy pay their fair share. Biden's been in Washington half a century. He avoids paying his Medicare and Obamacare taxes the two years he's in the private sector, earning $17 million, God knows how. But the wealthy should pay their fair share. Well, which wealthy person is not paying their fair share? Who is it? I want to know who it is. I'm definitely considered wealthy. My effective tax rate is over 40%. I don't have stuff going on in the Cayman Islands like Romney did. I didn't inherit millions. My parents were hard, working, middle class, started out low middle class, worked their way into the middle class. I've earned every penny, even before I was in radio. So how much am I supposed to give? And give it to the government to do with what? Give it to whom? Redistribute it to people who haven't earned it? Redistribute it to people who hate my guts? Redistribute it to illegal aliens? Redistribute it so $250 billion 
can go to waste, fraud, and abuse, pay my fair share. Unbelievable. They get I get to keep 60 cents out of every dollar. But it's not enough. Not enough for what? What else do they want to do? I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hey, by the way, Mr. Producer, call Hannity, see if you can drag him on the show for a minute, would you? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Well, here we are. Here we be. Lot going on. Unbelievable. And so uh, you can see what the Democrat Party is capable of. Unfortunately, it's capable of a lot. And so is the government bureaucracy. Catherine Herridge is on CBS Mornings today. She's actually a great reporter. She used to work for Fox. And uh, she's going at it a bit over these projects at China's Wuhan Labs through the NIH and the USAID. And I want you to listen to some of this, if you would. Uh, Cut 15, Mr. Producer, go. Sources tell CBS News an investigation of this complexity could take at least six months to reach a conclusion about whether U.S. government agencies were billed twice for projects in Wuhan, China. The probe kicked off after new information came to light from Congress. We are collecting evidence here um, and collecting facts. Former federal investigator Diane Cutler spent two decades combating white-collar crime and health care fraud. During the pandemic, Cutler turned her attention to U.S. government grants that supported coronavirus-related research in China. How many records have you viewed? Uh, My collection is certainly well over 50,000 documents. Records reviewed by CBS News indicate the U.S. government may have paid twice for projects at the Wuhan labs through the National Institutes of Health and the U.S. Agency (laughs) for... So hold on now. (laughs) Jesus is sick. So basically it was like pulling teeth to find that our government, the Fauciuoids and their hemorrhoids, did in fact uh, pay for these projects at the Wuhan lab. Now the question isn't whether they pay, but whether they pay twice. Well, I can see why they want to increase my taxes. Can't you, Mr. Producer? If they're not experimenting on beagles, I guess they're doing this sort of thing. Go ahead. ID. So I categorized it and then drilled down from there. This included possible medical supplies, equipment, travel, and salaries. So what I found so far is uh, evidence that points to double billing potential theft of government funds. It is concerning. 
especially since it involves dangerous pathogens and risky research. While intelligence agencies can't agree on how the pandemic that killed more than 1.1 million Americans started, the FBI and now the Energy Department have found an accidental lab leak is plausible, not potentially through infected animals at a nearby market. At recent congressional hearings into the origins of COVID-19, the former CDC director said money from multiple U.S. government agencies supported high-risk virus research in Wuhan. I think it did not only from NIH, but from the State Department, USAID, and from DOD. Does following the money get us closer to understanding the origins of COVID-19? Following the money always seems to work in investigations. Republican Senator Roger Marshall hired Cutler and took her records to USAID's internal watchdog, which opened its own probe, details of which have not been previously reported. What needs to happen next? Uh, next, we do need this 9-11 style commission. Uh, I call it apolitical, non-political. We need to get this outside of Washington, D.C. Sources familiar with the grant records did not dispute CBS News' reporting. In a statement, a spokesperson for the USAID inspector general declined to comment on the existence of a specific open investigation. Why should U.S. taxpayers care? I think there's 1.1 million reasons that American taxpayers should care. You know, if a plane crashes, we want to find out why the plane crashes. We go to any lengths to do that. And the hope is we don't have another plane crash for the same well, reason. Well, I think uh, Senator Marshall is correct, but... Now it's time for our news-breaking guest, Sean Hannity. How are you, my friend? Uh, the great one. Thank me. God bless us. How am I? That's it. I'm done. So you have hey, a killer show tonight. Funny? You don't even know about it. Well, you're going to be on the show tonight. I will tell you, yes. it's funny. So, uh, you know, I do these audience shows a couple of days a week now, right? Yes. And before the show, I, you know. You do, I, you I do, do your lounge act. <laughs> that's one way to put it yes um i and i always ask the crowd how many uh people we have any how many mark levin fans we have here and it's everybody every night um and i'll, I'll ask how many know mark and i are best friends and it's everybody they all know and then i'll say you know there's a couple of things about mark um that you know are so you beneficial. You do this every time you have one of those audiences. Seriously, every I do it every night. Yeah, this yeah. joke. It's one of the the best jokes I get. People love it. So I'll ask everybody. I said, you know, we're best friends. I said, there's so many advantages when you have Mark Levin as a best friend. I said, anytime I need a question about the Constitution answered, he's, he's a walking encyclopedia on the U.S. Constitution. And rather than investigate myself. He'll tell me in like a minute and a half, and I'll, I'll have my answer. So I said, that's a huge advantage. And then I said, he's the only guest in the history of cable news that yeah. will say, that's it, I'm done. I won't answer any more questions. <laughs> People really laugh at that. And the last But you know I why? Say, because. You're done. Two, two reasons. Number one, there are other guests there, and if I'm not going over, if I'm done, I'm done. Number two. Okay. No, no, no. I'm not. It's not a criticism. No, no. Just, but the other reason the is. the only one I, that does that. That's what makes I can't you, hear the that's music. That's what makes Mark Mark. Yeah. And the last thing I say to people, I said the greatest gift when you have Mark as a friend is you'll never, ever need to spend money on an alar alarm clock. Mm -hmm. Because guaranteed every morning at 6.59, 7 o'clock on the dot, 
the latest 701, my phone is going to ring, and it's going to be Mark. And it's going to be him going, did you read this, Adam Schiff? <laughs> they laugh at that. <laughs> I laugh at that. Uh, but what people but no, don't know is we might do that at midnight. <laughs> yeah, what people don't know is I never sleep. Uh, so it's pretty funny. Um, first Hold of all, on your now. show's doing great. What? Thank you. What people don't know is you cook your own food. Every night. And you're quite the chef. And I live, well, I was living with, with Sweet Baby James and my sister, and now I live totally, completely alone. Mm-hmm. And and I have a house for protection, so it's bigger than I need. And I use, like, three rooms in the whole house. But I love to, I love cooking. I always have. Since what's I was your 13, favorite remember, food? I was a, what's well, I, I, food that I never cook. That's my my real favorite food is yeah. food that I never cook. Well, it's, give us I an love, example. I love pasta. I will make occasionally shrimp. You don't scampi. cook pasta. I will, yeah, I don't drink. I don't. I I hardly ever have any pasta. I I'm on a keto, paleo, low carb diet. Excuse you, because you know I work out every day. Yes, I know. Your MMA and all the rest. You could kill me and break my arm three times. <laughs> I could, but I never would. But you know how fast... Hold on, on now. Wednesday night. You're going to love this. Because you're Hold a big on MMA now. guy. Hold on. You know how fast I can grab a three... You haven't seen me. You have to practice. Yeah. Grab my 357. I bet you're quick. I practice... I practice stripping, too. So, well, we work with you. six blades, firearms... But guess who's on the show Wednesday night? You're gonna love it. Wednesday night, who? Famous MMA. A fighter or Dana White? Fighter. One of There's the most somebody. well-known and one of the mo- one of the biggest characters in an MMA. First name Dan. Daniel Connor. Cormier. I love him, but no Connor. Oh, are you kidding? Conor McGregor, yeah, how cool is that? He is, he is tremendous. How did you get him? I, I it's a long story, but you're you know, Irish. He's he's Irish. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't think it has anything to do with the Irish part, but maybe it does. Who knows? So, does he uh, know what you do? I don't. I, you know, I don't know. I've never spoken to him personally, um, but he has to be on the show. He has a big announcement that he's going to make on the show. Um, I think and, he's returning to fighting, actually. Uh, there's that and a very generous donation he's given, giving to uh, an organization that you and I both know and love. Uh, but I'm not going to mention it right now. I'll so say anything else. He's coming on your show. Is he coming in person or by satellite? Yeah, in, in studio. We have really? a studio audience. Yeah. I'd love, well, I'd love for you to be there. Well, I can't get up there. You know, my wife, my yeah, beautiful wife's in Israel running through. a Jerusalem marathon. Oh, my God. And I'm gosh. here with the dogs, the two of them, and one of them just crapped in the living room. So, you know, that's where I am right now. You know what the funny thing is about Mark's bunker? There really is a, a, a bunker that where Mark does his radio program. Yes. Now, you got these two pups, and I'm so happy because you have this tendency when you adopt a dog, that you adopt a dog that's 12 years old. Because your heart gets broken every time you lose one of your favorite, beloved pets. And if people want to know the, the 
another side of Mark. They've got to read. You've got to read Rescuing Sprite. Uh, I read that book and I was bawling. And I lived through all of that with you, and it was it was not a good time. It was that was rough, and no, a few but, other times, Barney and a few others. Well, uh, Ronnie is seven months old, and Toby is right. five months old. And thank I'm God, to help this is the first time you ever adopted a dog that was young. Now we had one Pepsi, who was a tremendous dog. I adopted him when he was eight weeks old. Okay. I got him out of that a pet good. shop. Are, are, are pet shops even exist anymore? They do, but they're rare. It's not like it was when we were growing up, for sure. Too bad, because the guy got this, <laughs> th- these dogs from uh, from the community. You know, right. somebody brought him in and he bought him, and I got this dog that was such a great dog. He was half border collie, the smartest damn dog you could. I think he had the intelligence of a five year old kid. I really do. You know, that, listen, dogs are brilliant. You know what dogs are. It's like it's a cliche when people say, you know, if you want a friend in Washington, get a dog, right? But the real yeah. truth is, if you want a friend in life, get a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, Unlike Swalwell, uh, don't get a hooker. Now, here's my question. Who uh, are your guests you on ta- tonight? Are you talking about Fang Fang, or who are you talking about? Fang Fang Bang Bang, I think her name is. I think it's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is the name oh, of the movie. <laughs> So, who's on your show other than me? Well, first of all, you're on. I will tell you something. I have a lot to say on this banking issue uh, and Biden's billionaire bailout. Because that's what it is. This is a a bailout of all of Biden's Silicon Valley's, you know, buddies out there that donated to the Democratic Party. Eventually, we will get all those numbers. And by them announcing that they're going to go above the FDIC a number of $250,000 insured. Um, this is probably only the beginning. I mean, Silicon Valley had no official chief uh, risk officer for eight months. Did you read about this company? The, the head of the company sells, what, $3.5 million worth of stocks two weeks before. The company, everyone that worked for the company got the bonuses on Friday just before the FDIC took over. How do they think the they're going to get away with this They had a big stuff. party at the at a steakhouse, an expensive steakhouse. Oh, really? Yeah. Spend, and now we're, we're going to be paying for all of that. Mm-hmm. How, how do they think they're going to get away with this stuff? It amazes me. But by the way, you know what my favorite part is? Joe Biden st- say, swearing we're not going to pay. Taxpayers aren't going to pay. Well, then who Tell is? Tell me, Mark. Who is going to pay? He's such an idiot. Let's be honest. Well, we know he won't pay because he didn't pay all his taxes. He set up those two S corporations so he wouldn't have to pay into Medicare and Obamacare the two years he earned $17 million. Amazing. That's his fair share. We're going to get an answer one day, and I have James Comer on tonight. He's got some breaking news. But Mm -hmm. I'll tell you right now, this country needs an answer to these main questions. How much money? Did the Biden family syndicate do with China? How much money did the Biden family do with Russia? And how much money with Ukraine? And uh, how much did Joe benefit financially? You know, they don't want to even hand over these suspicious activity reports and the Treasury. Stonewall 
Can uh, I ask you Comer's a question? Investigation and Jordan's investigation. Yeah, sure. How is it possible four grand juries are impaneled to investigate former President Trump, and not one is impaneled to investigate the Manchurian president? Not one. Great question. It's unbelievable. I, disgusting. I do believe that Comer and Jordan and these committees, they're going to get to the bottom of this issue. They're going to get to the bottom of the FBI if it's politicized and the DOJ being weaponized. They're going to get to the bottom of the COVID origins. They're going to get to the bottom of Afghanistan. The one thing I will say, and you and I took a little heat for it at the time, because uh, we supported, you know, we wa- we wanted Republicans long before January to have decided on the speaker and not have it play out publicly. It ended up being fine. It wasn't a big deal. Um, but McCarthy made very specific promises, and it was a, a there's a means by which any member could call a vote to get rid of him if he if he doesn't keep his promises. Um, but every single investigation he promised to do, he's he's doing them. Every no, he's, one of them. He, other than so, Newt, he's definitely the most conservative speaker in my lifetime, other than Newt, and Newt was quite conservative. But he's been quite, I mean, McCarthy might be as good as Newt by the time it's all said and done. I mean, listen, so far, so good. So far, so good. They're going to have a challenge on the debt ceiling. Republicans are going to have to, at least 218 of them, rally around a fiscal responsibility plan. Frankly, I would include energy. I would include borders and that myself. I would include not financing the have to run, big guy. IRS agents. All right, well, anyway, we're going to see you in, le- and in less than an hour. You're going to be on my TV show looking all handsome. Yes, I'm actually going to dress up for you. I'm going to wear pants. No, all we right. Got a, we got a great show tonight, so I, um, thank you for coming on. I can't wait to see you. It's an honor. God bless, my brother. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. By the way, the last thing Catherine Herridge said on the CBS report today, on CBS This Morning, she said, quote, sources told CBS News that tens of millions of U.S. tax dollars could be involved, and this is the double Wuhan expensing. And the findings could provide new insight into the Wuhan research. Spokesperson for USAID declined to comment, and the NIH press office did not respond to CBS News's question. How do government bureaucrats and agencies get away with not responding? 
Did you hear what she said? I just read it. Tens of millions of U.S. taxpayer dollars. And the government may have paid twice for projects at China's Wuhan labs. Twice. So it's not even a question if they paid. Now the question is tens of millions? Twice? How come the Democrats didn't investigate any of this? These are rhetorical questions. I'll be right back. Plastic conservative fire. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Mr. Producer, not to catch you off guard, do we have a, uh, a regular American or an irregular American on hold? Any irregulars? No irregulars, a.k.a. leftists. Well, to whom shall I speak then? K-A-R-N, Karn, Little Rock, Arkansas, Luis. Luis, how are you? Thank you. Uh, uh, I'm fine, sir. Thank you. You got it. Uh, Mark, I might get a, um, get off the phone, you dope, you big dope, but I'm going to take a chance anyway. Yes. What What the human race needs to be concerned with is the here and now and how we got here. For tomorrow, we may cease to exist. Now, to that end, what I'm doing is I'm listening to you and like-minded people to let me know what is going on and how we got here. And for that, sir, I thank you very, very much. Well, why would I yell at you for that? Well, I don't know. I just, you know, he's... No, no, no. That, I thought what you said was not only very kind, I thought it was very important. And mm-hmm. so you go from here and you spread the word and you explain to people what the future is going to be. You know, some of this is just based on uh, history and, and experience. It's, it's not a Nostradamus thing. I'm not even talking about myself. I'm just saying two plus two equals four and it equals four every single time. Just like male genitalia is male genitalia. Woman genitalia is woman's genitalia. No matter how many times people tell you, it's not. It's just ridiculous. So common sense tells you that if you keep printing trillions and trillions of dollars that you don't have, and you throw it, you know, I think it was Buckley who used to said the government, like, throws money from a helicopter, just keeps throwing it in every direction. Well, that's pretty true. Joe Biden stands up there. He's the CEO, basically. And nobody asked him about a quarter of a trillion dollars that they can't even account for. Quarter of a trillion dollars. And he's saying people need to pay their fair share. And then he says people at this bank or these banks, these managers, these CEOs, they're going to be investigated. And I'm thinking, okay, but what about you, you jerk? Quarter of a trillion dollars on your watch and you act like it's nothing? That's all of our money as he's spreading the wealth, not his wealth, your wealth, middle class. You still have wealth. It's your money. Luis, thank you, my friend. I appreciate your call. Let's see here. Ever hear of Tyreen Steinbach? Tyreen Steinbach. Well, you know, there was a judge from the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals who was to speak at Stanford University Law School. It's supposed to be a very uh, 
good law school, but it's obviously not. And uh, the Dean of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, a dean. There's a whole industry now, and all these people are making out like bandits. Is Tyrene Steinblatt. And she encouraged the crowd. This Dean of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion to attack the judge. I don't mean physically to interrupt them, to not allow them to speak. Because why? Because diversity, equity, and inclusion is Marxism, and those who spew it are Democrats. And so this is another way to hire Democrats from the radical left. And this judge that they were attacking, or she was attacking, appellate judge Stewart, is, an, uh, is a Trump appointee, and he's a very solid judge. That is Stuart Kyle Duncan is the judge. Take a listen. Cut 18. Go. So you've invited me to speak here, and I'm being heckled nonstop. And I'm just asking for an administrator to sign up. That's an administrator. So they're yelling at a federal judge who was invited to speak and he can't even speak. Because of inclusiveness, you understand, don't you? Which means exclusive. Go ahead. The problem that you wanted, I, take it. I, huh. Like, do you want an echo chamber? What's the issue? Can I help? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have to hear remarks. And I'm not going to be able to answer. I'm going to be able to Go ahead. Yes. Can I have to write something down because I'm so uncomfortable up here. Um, this is the and I don't say that for sympathy. I just say I'm deeply, deeply uncomfortable. Um, I'm uncomfortable because this Oh, event. she's uncomfortable. The dean of diversity, equity, and... I'm so uncomfortable. You're triggering me. Your very presence is triggering me. I'm very uncomfortable. They talk in such stupid words. It's unbelievable. Go ahead fabric of this community that I care about and I'm here to support and I don't know and I have to ask myself and I'm not a cynic to ask this is the juice worth the squeeze is this worth it it isn't a setup but for many people in this law school who work here who study here and who live here your advocacy your opinions from the bench land as Absolute disenfranchisement of their rights so, and does land. It's a gestalt session with a moron. Your your views. You see, this is what this is what diversity, equity, and inclusion means. They don't want diversity, they don't want equity, and they don't want inclusion. It means the opposite, as I keep telling you. Like everything else they need. We want reform. No, you don't, you want to burn it down. Yes, but that's a form of reform, don't you think? No, you're, you're, I'm so torn here because I represent this community here, radical leftists, know-nothing thugs, and you're here and your opinions from the bench and your advocacy line as absolute disenfranchisement of their rights. What rights is he disenfranchising, you idiot? I have a image of her in my head, Mr. Producer, but I'll keep it to myself. To remain classy as I am. Go ahead. Please. 
and it impacts directly their people, humans, their families, and their communities. And I'm uncomfortable, and it's uncomfortable to say this to you as a person. It's uncomfortable to say that for many people here, your work has caused harm, has caused, has caused harm. And I know that must be uncomfortable to hear. I'm very uncomfortable, very, to hear this. Doesn't she sound like a left-wing kook hippie, Mr. Producer? She is. So this is what's happening. They're going around the country looking for these... No, I don't know if Tyreen Steinbach meets this uh, requirement. But they're looking for these sort of drug-addled people or people who had their brains fried at a young age. You know the type. Would you like to be the Dean of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion... Excluding Tyreen Steinbach, of course. Oh, what is that? Well, uh, you get free health care, pension, quarter of a million a year. You work two hours a day, you can spew stupidity in a three-hour lunch break. I'm happy to do that. Yes, I am. Is the juice worth the squeeze? I've never heard that phrase before. Have you, Rich? The juice from, you know, like squeezing an orange. Is it worth the squeeze? Such profundity at Stanford Law School. Did you hear them screaming at the top of their lungs? This is what we're raising. These are the lawyers of the future, these slip-and-fall ambulance chasers. The judges with the black robes, they'll be working with the new medical students. Oh, yes. They're learning DEI, too. Did you know this? Yes, yes. Now, you would think merit in medical school, if anywhere, we need merit, right? Because if a doctor makes a mistake... Look at it this way. If you're transitioning and a doctor makes a mistake, if he adds something rather than subtracting something, that would be upsetting, don't you think, Mr. Producer? I think it would be very offensive. Yes. And uh, isn't it amazing? You have a train that goes off the tracks, right? Because a ball bearing overheated. And that's Trump's fault, by the way. But when we have accidents, when people get hurt, when people get killed, they're to be held to account, right? But if they come out of the diversity, equity, and inclusion group, hardcore leftists, are we going to hold them to account for their failures too? Because they're obviously not the best of the best. And so I've been saying, ladies and gentlemen, if we want to join with the slip and fall crowd, If you ever sue a young doctor, make sure you sue the medical school they went to also if they're in on this diversity, equity, and inclusion stuff. That's how you hold them to account. If you're going to do it, do it. But include them. If you have a lawyer who sucks and they come from Stanford Law School, make sure you sue that lawyer too. One of those. I could see them on the Supreme Court, couldn't you? 
could see one of them on the Supreme Can you define a woman? That offends me. But you are a woman. Only for certain purposes. I'm the first woman this, that, or the other. Then I'm a woman. Otherwise, never refer to me as a woman. Well, who do we celebrate? The International Week of Women and the Women's Day? Women. But you're not a woman. What did you say? Are you harassing me? No, no, no. I'm trying to follow. I need a biologist to tell me if you're a woman. Which means you need to have a checkup. Excuse me. What are you inferring? I'm not inferring anything. I'm following the ill log- I'm trying. I'm- what do you want from me? Uh-uh. I cannot tell you what a woman is. But when we're recognized and celebrated, then I'm a woman. What about abortion rights, quote-unquote? I'm a woman. Well, wait a minute. Now I'm really con- I thought womanhood was between your ears, not between your legs. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm going to call the authorities on you. Listen, I'm the dean of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And your approach, your cynicism, your suggestions are really triggering me. I'm triggered. You're triggered? Yes, I'm, I'm triggered. Okay. And your opinions, yes. They've set back the rights of women and, wait a minute, women and non-women. And in between women, they, you've set them back decades. I go to hell. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Don't forget, I'll be on Hannity in literally 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. You know, given the day, uh, depending on how many TV shows I'm on, I try to limit them considerably. I wind up putting on more makeup than my wife does, Mr. Producer. Become a joke around the house. Now, it's not a funny one to me, by the way. You know, they have these little uh, triangle sponges or whatever the hell they call them. And so I have a little, you know, trash can that's filled with these things after I use them. And so the wife likes to mock me. Charlie Chris, isn't that the guy's name that was governor of Florida? Democrat? As you know, I'm a big Donald Trump fan, but to suggest that that man was a good governor, he was lousy. He stunk up the place. A disaster. It's true. So, I wouldn't really point to him as a great governor of Florida. The guy, in a word, sucked. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. And the truckers out there, thank you, and the men and women, and... Freedom fighters in Ukraine and Taiwan, God bless you all. I'll see you on Hannity, 9.25 p.m. By my calculation, less than 30 minutes. God bless each and every one of you. Good night. 